Welcome to Gate City Chatter, a podcast showcasing the creative people and cultural happenings that make Greensboro, North Carolina a great destination to visit and to call home. Staff from the city of Greensboro produces podcast in conjunction with our friends here at Press Play Studios. Welcome to Gate City Chatter. This is your host, Josh Sherrick, joined as always by my co-host, Matt Feltz. Hey, Josh. How are you, buddy? Fantastic. You sound good today. We are back in the studio you sound good. You sound good. You look good. <laughs> you look good. Hey. You know, it's cold outside, though. It's cold outside and warm in here, so I've got the sniffles. So if you're listening with headphones, that's going to be a real treat. Oh, that's good. It's going to be real nice. Set them up for success earlier. Yep. We're talking about sounding good and looking good. We'd like to welcome an amazing guest to the podcast today, Jeb Brooks from greenergrass.com, super travel blogger, travel uh, extraordinaire. Welcome to the podcast, man. Well, thank you so much, guys. What an honor and a privilege to wow. be with you. Well, for great. us. That's honor great. and privilege for us. Yes, yes. It, it's yes. getting thick in here, guys. <laughs> I mean, a lot of it. A lot of it. Typically of, the way it rolls. A lot of Girl Scout talk earlier. Uh, Girl Scout cookies Cookies. Talk. People, <laughs> cookies. Yeah. It was the cookies. Yes, yes. We, we, it's, been a, it's been a very good uh, opening uh, to the morning here, right? One of us does not like Solid thin mints. start. Yes, and we're not pointing any fingers. One of us is Mr. a Feltz. patriot and has a <laughs> refined palate. <laughs> so, um, Jeb, thanks for having, thanks for coming on the podcast, man. We wanted to have you on because you are uh, such a uh, incredible online personality. You have uh, you have bravado. You have skills beyond um, anything that Matt and I could ever pull together. That's absolutely true. But uh, you are a, uh, I don't know how you would call yourself, a travel blogger, if you will. A content but, creator. Content creator. I think, yeah, content creator would probably be right. the, but, the right title. Yeah, of all things travel. So tell us a little bit about the website and about your YouTube page and kind of give us you know a little bit of summary about yourself, man. Yeah, so back in 2012, I had an incredible opportunity to take about a month to travel literally around the world. And, you know, I recognized that going through that um, experience would be pretty amazing, and it would be a shame if I forgot about it. Sure. Mm -hmm. And so I started a a blog, greenergrass.com, really just as a personal um, way to remember the people I met, the places I saw, the experiences, of course, that I had. Right. And um, I, I sort of kept that up as I did some other travel, you know, with work or vacations or whatever came up uh, just as a means of, of, of fun. And as my work in consulting kind of expanded and I was traveling more and more, I had this uh, recollection mm-hmm. of how much I really liked airplanes when I was a kid. Yeah. And, and at some point along the line, I, I decided to put that on a shelf. You know, that's, that's, that's not what the cool kids do, sure, so sure. I'm not going to do that anymore. And um, and I started watching YouTube videos of people who made videos about their flights, mm-hmm. literally reviewing a particular um, airline or, or class of service right. as, a, as a means to, to help people decide whether that was a trip they wanted to take, right? And, and it occurred to me, well, I'm on these flights. Uh, I have an iPhone. I can make a little video about the thing. And, and so I did, and I put one out about, a, um, uh, I guess, two, two, two and a half years ago, and it, it started getting some traction. Right. And so I put out a second one. And, you know, um, about, I don't know, 15 or 16 million views later, uh, I'm, I'm still putting these things <laughs> out. And it's it's become one of the great joys of my life because I went back to that thing that I had so much passion for when I was younger and embraced it. And I think so often that's what happened. Like, well, there's something we really love as kids that for whatever reason we decide we need to back away from. 
And if you just mm-hmm. embrace your passion, especially with all the tools and technologies that exist today, people are drawn to that. Yeah, sure. Yeah. And they're drawn to that emotion. They're drawn to your connection. And they feel something from it. That's interesting. You said like, and it was kind of used as a tool for people to decide what planes they would use and whatnot. Like, I, and I, I initially came through it much in the same mindset of, of like that initial thing as a child. Like, I remember I didn't get to fly a lot when I was a child. I didn't fly probably till I was an adult. Actually, probably I can't remember now. But I had that same notion though. It was like to me, airport travel and all that was like just an adventure. You know, and I see it now, you know, I mean, I've taken my daughter to Europe a couple of times, my nieces, and I see the adventure of it and it does give you that refreshing. But I guess that's the whole point of, of this is that not only do people get to see what's going on, but they get to refresh that energy and they get it a lot from you because, I mean, you're a great personality on the on the camera. For well, sure. you're, you're, you're kind to say it. I, I just have fun. I think it mm-hmm. goes that far. But, but think about it. Where else in the world, like what other setting can you walk through a door, sit down for a few hours and I get it, like travel can be stressful and all mm-hmm. those kinds of things, but let's like, accept that. You sit down for a couple hours or, or however long, and then you walk out of the same door <laughs> and you're in someplace completely different. Yeah. Like only in an elevator can you do that. Yeah, like, sure. Like airplanes are magic. I mean, they're absolute magic. It's a version of time travel. It really is. I've always enjoyed the, the sort of just the whole experience of the airport, you know, and even if it's just – not so much the flight necessarily, but just the people watching, I guess, that can kind of come along with it. You know, you go in, especially now, I feel like layovers are a lot more. But, you know, you find you a nice spot, you sit down, and you sort of, like, observe what's going on around you. And to me, that can be just as sort of, uh, you know, enthralling as the actual, like, flight experience itself. 100%. I mean, everybody takes to the skies. And getting to – like, I talk to my friends who work in the industry. I mean, mm-hmm. if you think about the reasons that people are traveling, it's it's for a really important business meeting or it's for a wedding or it's for um, some sort of really momentous vacation mm-hmm. or it's for something really sad and emotional. Like people are in the air for all kinds of reasons uh, that, that – that bring out um, so much of themselves in this place of anonymity, Yeah. right? We walk through an airport uh, in a way that's more difficult or that's different, I should say, than, say, walking down Elm Street here in Greensboro. Sure. You know, this is home, right, right. For, for, for the three of us. We're mm-hmm. going to see people. But in an airport, you're a little bit more anonymous, mm-hmm. um, which is uh, – which I think brings out more of, of, of people's personalities, um, although that's – sort of faded away for me now. I, 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 as strange as it is to say, I get recognized now yeah, in my videos. Celebrity yeah. status. Yeah, I was going to ask you. So you have over 170,000 yeah, subs yeah, now? About, about 140,000. Oh, 140,000 yeah. 140, uh, subs on YouTube. That certainly uh, warrants you as definitely uh, famous to a certain it, audience of people that travel, right? In so. a very, very niched, <laughs> narrow, narrow way. You get recognized. Yeah, so that happens a lot. So now people are recognizing. I mean, is it, is it typically like, you know, all, off, you know, often active flyers kind of similar to yourself that you kind of just run in the same, you know, sort of circle with, I guess? Yeah, or? yeah. So it's, you know, I think a lot of people who, who do travel a lot um, – Watch these videos and and uh, and see uh, see what it's like on different airlines. They're not trying or that kind of thing. But yeah, sure enough. Yeah. So I can't remember the stats. I'm sure you have them, you have them in your mind. But you've you've done a ton of these now. So so to to let our audience know what we're talking about, if you want to Google long list and go to YouTube and serve Jeb J E B Brooks uh, Greenergrass.com, you'll see your videos on there. You typically uh, take people on the entire trip, right? So you you get to the trip, you you do an intro video from the actual terminal or wherever you're at, and you kind of explain this is where I'm going. 
but your editing and your cut-ins of all the information and the connection to the flight is incredible. And I mean, you do a ton of editing, but traditionally it's you want you what are your goals with these videos you want to expose people to the to the overall trip and then to all the different elements of the flights um so they be, so obviously they become aware and familiar with it and um i mean are there certain ones that are different i actually saw that you do a tips one recently on uh, on window shades and i was like this is so great but anyway like what's the back so like you know to the to the lay person that wants to get it to wants to view some of these things you know what are they going to get from watching your videos like at the end of the day, the, the fundamental goal of my channel is to help people decide whether they want to um, invest in a particular um, uh, trip. So say mm -hmm. you're thinking about going on a vacation to Europe. Uh, if, if somebody comes across one of my videos as they're thinking about the airline, I want them to, to sort of help make a decision about whether that's a good investment right. of, their, of, their, of their money, right? So I want to help them understand what they can expect uh, you know, if they do buy a particular ticket for a particular seat. Mm -hmm. uh, the secondary um, uh, purpose of the video is to tell a compelling story. L like anything, um, YouTube rewards people for sticking around. Sure. And so the better job that we as creators can do of telling a story that has a, has a continuity to it, that keeps people engaged from beginning to end, uh, the happier YouTube is and the more likely you know, my videos or anybody's videos right. are, to, are to show up. So I need to tell a story. Mm -hmm. uh, and that's – you talk about the editing uh, and you know this is a creative podcast, right? Mm -hmm. And – like that's been the part that's been most fulfilling to me. I was thinking about this the other day. In order, I love to travel, I love to edit, and then a distant third is the actual filming of the of uh -huh. the video. Sure. That's that's kind of stressful because you know you're trying not to disturb people and, <laughs> right. and all this. But uh, um, I, the editing has been this creative outlet driving toward telling that story in a compelling way. Now, the good news about a flight is there's, you know, you, you sort of arrive at the airport, you take off, you fly, you land. There's a natural story progression that, that exists. But I've had the opportunity to do things like explore uh, the air traffic control tower in Atlanta with the right. FAA. I've had the chance to get out on the ramp in Atlanta. Yeah. Um, I've, I've gone behind the scenes with flight attendant training, like all these kinds of things that have been eye-opening to me as a traveler uh, that wouldn't have existed without the uh, the benefit of the of the channel, of course, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. but that also have forced me to think more creatively about how to tell a story. Yeah. And that's been incredibly fulfilling. That's awesome. I think it's in full display on uh, the video. It's like a 17-hour flight. Like one of the like the world's longest flight at the time, or something like that. It still is, yeah. And it, oh. it goes, you know, you see sort of that progression of story, you know, and then you see actually what you said about not disturbing people because you're using your like sort of lapel mic or the mic that comes with the phone, uh, and you're sort of whispering in it because everybody's asleep around you, and then like <laughs> you're going through and you're going to bed and you switch out to your sweet little tux shirt and then all this like fun stuff, and it's just like you know I really got a feeling of you know what this flight is like and I could see I could connect on that you know with a, a sort of a personal experience like oh that's what it's like you know if I had the money I would probably you know I could this would help me in my decision making process mm -hmm. uh, to take a trip like that how long so you started the page how long did it take between it before when it went from like a, a fun kind of happy you know I just do this for my own my own fun sake to when it, you knew that this was something that was going to be like, oh, my gosh. I'm, I mean, was it – did it go from, 
100 followers to, you know, because I mean, we have a YouTube page for all you chatter fan chatterheads out there. You know, we have a Gate City Chatter YouTube page, but we just post up our videos of the podcast. And we it has tens of views. Yeah, tens of views. We have tens of views for any of these, but we're not like really, we're not, you know, diving for thousands and thousands of listeners but or subs. But how long did that take from the time when it became a hobby to, and it's probably still a hobby, I guess, but to then you were like, wow, this is a, this is a train that I am rolling on here. You know, I completely lucked out, and I and I think that um, I think that a lot of success in any endeavor has to do with that, right? In that I published a couple of videos early on uh, that were um, successful, and so maybe like I knew that these were. I think to have success in any endeavor, you have to have a deep understanding of your audience, right? Mm-hmm. Right, and I I love aviation. I love commercial aviation. I I you know uh, love the passenger experience. All these kinds of things. I consumed a lot of content, mm-hmm. and I knew there were some holes in what was out there. And so I was able to produce a couple of videos right at the beginning that were missing, and um, and that helped to grow that a little quicker than I think um, I, I think otherwise. So that's one answer to your question. Mm-hmm. The second answer to your question. Uh, that's related to that is I never really focused on it. Mm-hmm. I still don't really focus on it. I focus on on creating content that I enjoy. That's cool. Yeah. And if 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 I if I and I I know this like if I create a video and I find my mind wandering or it's boring like I know it won't be good. Okay. Yeah. You know uh, you talk about the uh, the tips video. Mm-hmm. Um, it, like it wasn't that exciting to me. But um, anyway, you know. It wasn't that successful, mm-hmm. and like at the end of the day, you got to produce stuff that you love. That's what keeps you engaged. Right. And then the third answer to question about when I knew it was going to be something was the first time I got recognized, and I was flying out of our airport uh-huh. um, here at uh, Fly Easy PTI, <laughs> and uh, and uh, an airport I love. And a guy. It was the first time a guy recognized me. I was getting on the plane. And the guy, You're that greener grass guy. Yeah. And I was like, yeah, I knew it would run into one. Oh my gosh. And so he wanted a picture and it was like it was like, wow, this is like It's th- real now. There are there are people that I don't know who are watching this. I mean it never it hadn't really occurred to me until that point. Yeah. And then what point does YouTube come calling and say, you know, hey, you know, we noticed that you're doing big stuff on your channel, you know, here's maybe some guidance or you know, because eventually we talked about it, you know, a few weeks back when we but they send you that big silver button. When you cross like a certain threshold of you know of, of subscribers and stuff like that, when does that happen? So that's a hundred thousand subscribers. Uh, they'll they'll give you that. There's there's another at a million, another at ten million subscribers. So so sort of those are those are milestones that, that you you seek out. I had a partner manager, so somebody at YouTube who is assigned to be kind of like my support person. Okay. Um, I don't, I don't, maybe like fifty or sixty thousand subscribers. Uh, you know, I guess they look at the data and see where people are watching and then, you know, sort of help, help, help people out there. That's awesome. I couldn't imagine having that much view, you know, so another one thing, and, and I'm not to pull too many similarities between what we do at the podcast and what you do with the YouTube channel and your networks. But did you ever find out or did you ever feel at any point? Cause I felt this a little bit with the podcast that it's such a publicly facing thing. Our voices are out there. Everything we say matters or doesn't really matter, obviously, but it is, matters to me. Is public record, right? Like, <laughs> like it's all out there. We're able to be accountable for what we say and we do. You know, at what point or, or have you ever really felt comfortable being a sort of a version of a public figure now? You know, people are going to start recognizing you. You're willing to put your face, your voice, and your experiences out there for the world to consume. 
How has that, I mean, has that been something that just been natural because you're so true to yourself or has it been sort of like a, I just love it, man. Yeah. I mean, Doesn't I just, you at all. Yeah. I just, I, I love this. If, if you, if you had me make videos about, uh, truck stops, <laughs> like, I don't, I, I think that might weird me out, mm-hmm. but I just, I love this little narrow niche of a thing yeah. so much yeah. that it doesn't bother me. But, you know, um, I did a video, uh, I flew with, uh, United Airlines, uh, from Newark to... Um, Frankfurt uh, over Thanksgiving, mm-hmm. and the the there were there was a really significant delay, which was fine. And then the, the cockpit crew, the flight deck crew, did not communicate at all with us, which is not company policy. They should have been doing that. And, right. and so I shared that in the video. And um, just the other day, I got an email from somebody at United that that video had had been shared throughout the organization. Oh, um, that there was some additional training that pilots uh, were going to have to go through. Um, so I, I, um, I, I, either people's favorites or your, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, I, I, I emailed a friend of mine who's a pilot at United and, and said, sorry about the extra training. And, and, uh, he said, uh, Oh, no worries. I get paid for it. So yeah, I, I guess you're welcome. Um, but anyway, so to your point about like, I think that it's easy, it's easy for me to get lost in just the joy of creation and, and lose track of the fact that what I'm putting out there to the world, I mean, does have very serious or could have serious um, consequences mm-hmm. um, in, in, again, a really narrow way. Sure. Yeah. Um, but that's the, very responsible of you. I mean, to understand that that impact can exist. I mean. And the ancillary to that, yeah, is that a lot of younger people who are interested in aviation watch my channel. And so I'm, I'm cognizant of how I communicate and the kind of kinds of conversations that I tolerate in the comment sections oh, of sure. my videos because you know I, look I, you know I, th- I just I think that the community that that we have created mm-hmm. around this thing is one that I take pretty seriously at, in terms of being um, something that younger people look to as a positive place yeah. comment sections are not always the most positive place so that's a uh... That's a whole other aspect of the YouTube thing, and I guess I, I I think the discussion around YouTube as a as a way to discuss your passions is incredibly interesting because it has become more and more of an accessible platform, especially now that you say you you have an iPhone, you can post a video to YouTube easy now. So, but it's also for people like me, they can discover stuff that they didn't really know that they were really that interested in. So. I don't think I'd ever looked up an aviation video before uh, we spoke originally. And then I can't – it's it's in my queue now. So, mm-hmm. like, you know, I watch one video and another one pops up. And I've watched quite a few aviation videos now. Uh, I've mentioned it before that I watched the guy eat old uh, army rations and stuff like that before. Yeah. I didn't know that I, that was going to be an addicting thing. But this dude is out there and he's – I mean, he's pretty successful. Mm-hmm. And this is all he does is open up old, like, military <laughs> rations. And Josh will probably tr- start that, uh, that that truck stop one. I think you're pretty into truck stops. You well, I thought that. about that because that exists. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it does it really. Well, and, but that's the point, right? Mm-hmm. I don't care what your passion is. When I went back to my childhood, right? I was into aviation. There really wasn't anybody else into that. So it was kind of like on this island. But now there are these massive communities thanks 
to platforms like YouTube, not just YouTube, mm-hmm. but thanks that Instagram is another great one for, for the aviation community. But I don't care what your passion is. You can find a community online through these platforms mm-hmm. and, you know, the communication is different. You know, when I was growing up, really the only way to communicate was the same time and same place. We had to be together to communicate. But now, you know, back to the comment section, people are communicating with me right now as we're as we're having this conversation right. uh, about something that happened you know, years ago. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's, a, that's kind of a mental shift you've got to make. But I don't care if you're interested. There's a guy who subscribes to my channel who's got, I don't know, probably fifteen or 20,000 subscribers of his own. All he does is make videos about car washes in Georgia. <laughs> <laughs> but he loves – like yeah. that's his passion. Yeah. And you, you can build a community and frankly make a living, uh, you know, sharing your passion. Sure, mm-hmm. yeah. Which is amazing. Yeah. Right. Yeah, YouTube's just become like this powerful force for creative types and storytelling and just all sorts of stuff. Um, I want to hear more about like some of your favorite places to travel and whatnot. Uh, it, and I know that's probably a ridiculous question because you probably get asked that all the time. But you know, just for the layperson that that may be looking for like an amazing you know vacation in a year or two, or um, you know, place in the world that I mean, you've been. To seven continents, I think you've been to all continents except for well, how many continents? Eight, seven. There's seven continents. I've been all you've of them. You've been yeah. to Antarctica. Yeah, I was going to ask you if you were going to Antarctica. Highly recommend it. I have a friend that's going to Antarctica. Um, she might be on the podcast soon, Matt. Sorry. Update. Oh, okay. Yeah. Flash news. She's like a world traveler. Anyway, um, traveling around the world. What would you recommend? What are some of your favorite places? Easy places, or not easy, but you know, like accessible places for us as as just general Americans. Um, what recommendations would, would you have there? And I mean, and then I want to talk a little bit about Greensboro and what we do here. But anyway, well, uh, you know, I'll um, uh, maybe I'll advance a little bit yeah. to what, where we're going and say that I I think so. The reason I named my blog greenergrass.com is mm-hmm. because you know they always say the grass is greener on the other side of the sure. fence, and this is a travel blog. Let's find the green grass. And the reality is, it's it's anywhere you go. So there are plenty of places that um, are amazing right here in our backyard in Greensboro. Um, and I think to find the amazing in them is just about approaching them with a new perspective, yeah. right? It's about looking at places with a new set of eyes. Uh, but places that, that I'd recommend, I mean, gosh, man, it depends on what you what you want. Like if you want a really amazing uh, food experience, food experience, Singapore. Oh, yeah. Singapore. The, I mean, so the best Asian chefs <laughs> from all over the continent – you concentrate on Singapore. Oh, such amazing food. Such amazing food. Um, uh, let's see. Uh, if you want a really cool, like, uh, rural kind of um, thing, mm-hmm. Tasmania is really amazing. Ooh. Um, but then, uh, you know, uh, a city, Cape Town is, like, the best. Yeah. Uh, I'm going back uh, in a couple of weeks to get to St. Helena, which is an island in the middle of the South Atlantic where Napoleon was exiled to. Yeah. That's been on my list for so long. <laughs> really? So I'm, I'm so getting there. So this is a vacation trip, like just a fun, just yeah. get there trip. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean – St. Helena. I've never heard of that. To, I mean to say to say where's, where's a place to go, to, like it totally depends on what you want. Right. Yeah. But I mean in, in ease of access too, right? I mean there's some places I've – never, I've never been fortunate enough to go – to, to Asia yet um, or any like Southeast Asia or India really just because the flight is is incredibly long right you have to be prepared for that level of travel 
um, there are some roadblocks that go along with some of this, but um, yeah, and 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 because I love being on the plane so much, that's that's it's like a benefit. That's the benefit. So <laughs> it's I'm a not positive. I'm not necessarily like the, the best. Long... To, yeah, I'm not the best to give advice because yeah. I would take the long way to get to a place. <laughs> yeah, uh, you know. Uh, the irony is I can't stand being in a car more than about an hour and a half, sure, which is weird. But um, anyway, uh, but I mean, accessible, man. I mean, gosh, uh, there's amazing places. I mean, again, I go like, right here. I mean, the Appalachian Mountains are uh, are beautiful, are stunning. Um, you know, I'm not. Uh, yeah, I mean, uh, yeah, and they're an hour away. And they're yeah. right here. Yeah, you can get. Yeah, Uwari's right, right here. Yeah, I mean, there's so many places that. Uh, I've always, you know, I moved here from Ohio, uh, and and I always tell people, I'm like, look, we're we're right in the middle of amazing. Like we're we're an hour or two from the heart of the mountains that you could, you know, some of the some of the like the Linville Gorge and the other areas up here that we have in complete like just driving distance, and then three hours from the beach. Like North Carolina is an incredibly like beneficial place to live if you love, you know, to get outdoors and to do these stuff. That's you're exactly right. And the people that I meet um, uh, as I travel, mm-hmm. I think quickly grow tired of me talking about how great really? North Carolina <laughs> yeah. and Greensboro yeah. are. But we've got it all, yeah. man. Like well, everything. And, and talk about the airport a little bit. We talked about it a little bit before we started, but you know, this, this airport is is one of the. It's an international airport, but small enough to where it's completely like so easy to get in and out of i mean the benefits are are just traveling out of greensboro people were like i I know people from raleigh that travel to here or from charlotte even that travel is it considered a hidden gem of airports Uh, yeah i mean yeah i would i would i would say that i mean it's it is so accessible. I mean, there's a reason that the tagline is "fly easy." Yeah, I would rather fly out of Greensboro than any any place else in the region, like hands down. Right. Um, you know, nowhere else can you park like steps from your gate. <laughs> mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, I think the longest uh, TSA line you're going to have is is you know f- you know go slowly and maybe it'll take you ten minutes. <laughs> yeah. 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 Uh, you know. And uh, and you know everybody's so uh, you know kind. I mean, look, I, I'm I'm a huge proponent of of GSO. I think it's uh, you know, and and there are times when I've had to fly out of uh, both um, Charlotte and Raleigh, and it is it's just it's a it's a little bit more of a hassle. Yeah, yeah. Uh, for not a whole lot of savings. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, look, you know, a connection is not that big a deal. Back to your point earlier about uh, people watching, like right. there, you know, airports today are um, amazing places to be. There's so much to do and to take in um, that, uh, you know, that can be part of the joy of the travel too, if you bring that new perspective. Yeah. But yeah, GSO, I mean, is it a hidden gem or is it just a gem? Yeah. Uh, I don't know. Well, and fingers crossed they're in they're in a running for the top 10 airports, uh, smaller, I guess. Small airports. Small yeah. airports uh, in the USA Today. So maybe we actually get a good ranking and, and see some more exposure. I don't know if we want more people to find out about it, though, right? Like, eh, it's fine. Just, I don't I, need the accolades. I'm sure they want we, the accolades. Don't be greedy, Josh. <laughs> they want the We accolades. do. We do. We want more people to find out so we can get more service. All right. So. There you go. Yeah, yeah. More planes coming in. Um, and then broadly, I mean, Greensboro, you actually mentioned that Greensboro itself is a, as a hub is has a lot of, and I think from that different perspective, has a lot of, like, tourism draw to a certain degree in that I think you mentioned that, it, you know, this is the epitome of, like, what Southern culture can look like for for foreign for you know guests that don't live here for you know I, yeah, I love bringing in friends from all over the world to Greensboro because it's a reflection of the country when I go to um, another country um, you know it, it's of course interesting to see um, Sydney mm-hmm. uh, to go back to an earlier reference that's that's cool to see Sydney or Melbourne or you know what it, 
But to get out and to see Tasmania or see the outback or go to Perth, to see a reflection of, of where sort of, um, you know, average Australians are is a really interesting uh, premise. And so as I invite uh, people to come and visit us here in Greensboro, that's where they're struck by. This is not New York. This is not mm-hmm. Chicago, which are the places, right. or D.C., the places that they would ordinarily come and visit. It's a reflection of, you know, um, you know, quote, unquote, real America. Yeah, real you know America, what I mean? sure. And, and I think that's really compelling. And I've often, I have a lot of friends who are really um, active in the travel industry. I've often thought it would be a really interesting you know, premise to provide sort of a tour through you know, these mid-sized cities to see uh, see what what this country really looks yeah. like. Yeah, from the inside. So get away from the yeah. Everybody knows the big cities, but yeah, get in there and sort of see what's really happening. And I guess on all this this travel and going all over the world and stuff like that, has it impacted your sort of overall? worldview since you really first started, I guess even started the YouTube channel? Like how has it changed the way you sort of look and then I guess reflect on, you know, home? It's it's radically transformed my perspective, um, you know, in, in every conceivable way. Right. Uh, you know, you know, I used to think that whatever I thought was the only way that you'd think like mm-hmm. this is, this is, you know, this is it. But now it's like, no, I mean the, the the there are all these different global perspectives, and the way stories are told in one place is different than the way they're told in another place, and um, so it's really it's it's increased my um, curiosity. Mm-hmm. So I was I've always been a curious person, right? But it's it's added a layer of complexity, I think I'd say, to that curiosity in a really um, a really in like fulfilling way. Um, it's made me appreciate other perspectives. And frankly, um, you know, th- the people on the ground in a lot of these places are not at all connected to the uh, the political climate we might hear about, sure. right? Sure. And, and s- in good and bad ways. Mm-hmm. And so to, you know, it's, it's opened my eyes to um, appreciating, you know, sort of the average person who's just trying to get through life and trying to feed their family and trying to, you know, um, make a difference in the world, you know, and it's not easy to just brush. Well, it it is easy to just brush past all of that Mm -hmm. with, with a broad stroke. And I I think that's where it's opened me up in a pretty compelling way. Have you been, have you been, have, have like language barriers and other like kind of natural barriers? Have they ever, have they, I mean, because obviously you've been doing this for quite a while and you travel a ton. Um, I don't know if you speak any other languages, but like, I mean, have you become accustomed to sort of like navigating the world? Obviously, you have. I mean, well, I, I speak forty-seven language fluently. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. I don't. Um, no, I, I, you know what? Here's the the secret: is to learn a couple of um, of you know phrases and to try yeah. uh, in in these places. Um, Where's or, the bathroom? <laughs> you know, I'm hungry. Yeah, that sort of thing. That's it. But mostly the bathroom. Okay, yeah. <laughs> um, and uh, no, it really is. And, and I think people appreciate the the, um, the effort. Only a couple of times have I really been up the creek. Yeah. Uh, and uh, you know, a sad face goes a long way. <laughs> and, I, and I've and I've, I I've perfected help. it. I've I perfected need help. It. Yeah. That's and, awesome. And we're very fortunate that we speak English because it is. You know, a dominant the the most popular or common language in business in the world is is not English, it's broken English, mm. which I learned recently, which I thought was a really interesting perspective. So right. we have English, and so that's a valuable tool. But only in I was I was stuck in Mongolia, which was hard, and then believe it or not, in uh, in Edinburgh, 
in Scotland. I couldn't understand. Oh, like yeah, it's sure. only time I've heard, heard English that I could not understand. Wow. Yeah. The Scots are hard to understand. Yeah. Come again? Yeah, right. See? Come, yeah. Yeah, it's funny you mentioned the, the language barrier thing because back to YouTube again, there's this whole set of videos on YouTube about um, about people visiting, outsiders visiting, say, inner China, like some rural part of China, and it says, you know, lost white guy speaks perfect Chinese and orders his food. So he goes into these, like, places, and he looks a little he looks lost, mm-hmm. you know, and he kind of like uses English, but nobody really understands. And then like he orders something and just at a turn of a dime, like he just breaks out into perfect, like, <laughs> perfect you know, Cantonese <laughs> or Mandarin or whatever. And like, you know, the people just are kind of like, you know, <laughs> what is happening right now? You know, and that's a whole nother weird sort of series of videos that's, uh, that's out there. That's kind of entertaining to watch. Well, that's, that's it's true. It's probably, you married a translator, though, so yeah. you cheat. My wife, my wife speaks fluent French, so that's an advantage. We, yeah, when we travel France, uh, or we've gone to Morocco and other French-speaking countries, it's really nice. It's kind of a weird crutch. Like I, I kind of wish I was just isolated a little bit to have to figure some of this out. I mean, I have been before. <laughs> like she often, um, if we're there for business or whatever, she'll uh, assign us like a, a random. My daughter and I, like a. Uh, like a scavenger hunt, you know, like go to all these places. And, and, and it really does put you like in this weird kind of uncomfortable zone, but it's so much fun. And like when you do something like that and you leave that city, you're like, man, I, I can survive here. I could actually get my way around. Like that's a crazy level of independence and feeling that you can't find, you know. You hit the nail on the head. Like at the end of the day, I think the greatest benefit, back to your question earlier, of travel is that. Mm-hmm. It's it's an opportunity should you choose to accept. You don't have to travel like this, but should you choose to accept it, no matter where you go, even if it's in your own backyard, uh, you can step out of your comfort zone. You can you can try something that is to- – whether it's a scavenger hunt or you're going to try to, you know, order dinner in a language that's new right. to you. Like, whatever. It's these little, little things that we can do um, that force us – out of our comfort zone, which is how we grow. Yeah. And, and like at the end of the day, like to me, the, the value of life is that. It's, yeah. it's looking for ways to push beyond our boundaries to grow. And travel is kind of like a, uh, an easy way to make that happen. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I, uh, I think we're probably getting close to our time. I would just say that, you know, thank you for giving the inspiration and the exposure and all of your travels and bringing that to all these people on the internet. That's that's incredibly uh, impactful for what you do. So I appreciate you uh, hosting this and putting all the work behind it. I can't imagine. I mean, we didn't really get into much of the specs of actual editing and the time that you put behind, but I know it's incredible. So thank you for putting that effort forward. Well, before um, we go, I think it's like overall favorite travel experience. Can you pin down one? Oh, okay. All right. And then yes. we'll come to you next, so you get well, a few so minutes just to think about it. kind of gracefully closing. So I have – we're not ready to close. <laughs> we're not, we haven't even talked about cookies yet. Yeah. Um, uh, anytime I have the experience of jumping from one culture to another back-to-back. Mm. Uh, so round-the-world trips are like this where, you know, you're, you're one day you're in um, Monaco and the next day you're in Madagascar and the next day you're in Kathmandu. And um, that's sort of like mind-bending like, you know. Yeah. I dig it. I could be really cool. I never really thought about that. Yeah, I've never really gone on a trip. I mean, I guess we've gone to France and then bebopped around like Europe and some different places. But yeah, that'd be that's really interesting. You had to flip from different. I mean, you know, and a lot of thing too is you got to think about is we here in America are an incredibly diverse culture, and we have people coming to America all the time. So the experiences that I always try to keep. I don't always keep this frame of mind, but I always think about it. Like, you know, 
people that don't live in America come here and English, they say, is the hardest language to learn. And if you don't speak the language, just trying to like, I could see those little wins making such a big difference. So we from the city of Greensboro speaking, like we are really incredibly like um, uh, friendly and receptive of like all these different languages. We have these language lines. So if a customer comes in that doesn't speak the language, we can um, sort of find them somebody that does speak the language and can translate really quickly. So we as a government, I think you're responsible for that to welcoming those people. But that's a really good point. I hadn't thought about like the flipping from different place to different place and how kind of spirit you know how spirited that can be well i'm with you um you okay get to oh, it oh, cover no cover all of your social media outlets um plug everything that i want to know your favorite travel experience oh you he want, did his you oh, do oh, I, see, I see i see um Jeez. and then you're gonna do yours yeah man i don't know what my favorite travel experience is i haven't really thought about it in forever we went to morocco that was wild yeah. i always say like morocco is kind of like not third world but kind of second world like in one street alone you would have like uh walkers you know people on scooters on bicycles um ox pulling a wagon then big buses then taxis then you know some other animals and and to cross the street you just start walking and they will miss you baffling like just baffling when you see it happen but it's true it's like you just start walking all the cars and everybody will miss you and i'm like there are no lines there are no you know <laughs> is this jaywalking okay just gonna do this and it's funny like i saw a bunch of people a bunch of tourists that, like with broke with leg like legs and casts and and from like where they they dodged oh, no. and if you dodge the car won't know which way to go when they got hit so in any case morocco i'd say was my favorite go ahead sweet what's uh, your favorite travel uh, well, mine sort of cheats a little bit because it was government funded, but um, I found myself in 2011 in the middle of a farm, like very rural Iraq, and the it touches base on what you you talk about the the sort of average person and being disconnected from all the politics and all the, you know the craziness that might be happening that you see on the news and uh, these folks. We're just trying to eke out a living. And even as we sort of came through there and could be considered sort of like intrusive a little bit, they still showed us a remarkable amount of hospitality. And even when we were, you know, sort of patrolling the area or, or sort of set up in a, you know, a tactical stance, um, they came around and they made tea for us. And, and uh, one guy came around and like served each one of us like uh, like tea that they had made especially for you know us when we showed up and that was just one of these things that you talk about sort of life altering experiences and changing sort of worldview and it's just like forget everything that you sort of see on the news forget all this 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 craziness like these folks are just they're just like us they're just trying to get through mm-hmm. and they 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 just want a better experience for their family and you know. To progress through the world, mm-hmm. and that was like a a huge thing for me, and that's a memory that yeah. like will will sort of never dissipate. That's awesome. It's very touching, Matt. Well, got yeah. you. That's that, that was um, you know, it's nice to travel around the world and jump from culture to culture, and it's nice to dodge traffic in Morocco. But you really, you really laid it out there. I'm glad you went last. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. One up to three. Uh, yeah. Well, I mean, like I said, I think no, that's cool. uh, it, it, travel is something that everybody should experience. And my, yeah. you know, I just think it broadens you as a person. Yeah. But you're exactly right. Like, what we see of the world is is the politics, you know, or whatever. It's not the farmer mm-hmm. right? who's struggling. The shop owner, the, the you know. The mechanics. I mean, all of that stuff. That, that, that all that stuff that you can you could go up and down West Market Street 
or, or wherever same. it is, you, you'll see the exact same thing yeah. like everywhere else in the ca- world. Like people yeah. caring for people too. Like it's like caring for one another as this general people, right? right? And that's that's a hard thing to, you know. But once you see it, it, it really does change your perspective, right. doesn't it? Yeah. Absolutely. Well, I hope that your videos and all the work that you do, and I hope this podcast has enlightened some folks and, and, and continues to enlighten them and inspire them to travel. And um, I know personally, like, I'm just going to dig through and just find places that you're going or you have gone and you've done a, a, a show on, and I'm going to look and say, I want to go there. I want to check that out. I, a couple little things. I was watching a video last night, and they have the cameras under the planes now. Dude, oh, wow. whatever. Are you serious? <laughs> they have live cameras under the planes. Like, that's really cool. See the view of everything. Oh, that was really neat. But um, so, highlight your social media stuff. Where can people find you? Twitter, yeah. Facebook, all at YouTube, obviously. YouTube is is the number one thing. Just uh, search Jeb J E B mm-hmm. Brooks B R W O K S uh, on Instagram. I'm Jeb Brooks Flies. Mm-hmm. Uh, those are really the two big ones. Twitter. I'm on. I'm Jeb Brooks as well. I kind of talk about what happens behind the scenes, right? Uh, for those who are interested in that, there. So it's awesome. Well, thank you so much for joining us, Jeb. It's guys, been, uh, been th- really a pleasure, man. Thank well, you. thank you so much. I'm I, I just so happy to connect with you guys and all the Chatterheads. Heck yeah. There you go. Uh, hopefully we can bring some fans to the platform and, uh, and, and continue supporting the mission, man. So thanks for what you do. Thank you, guys. All right, wonderful. Thanks for listening to Chatterheads. Gate City Chatter is brought to you by the City of Greensboro in cooperation with our friends here at Press Play Studios. New episodes are recorded often, and we will release them as they come out. But you can follow us on Twitter, YouTube, or the Instagram, the Instagram at GC Chatter or uh, Gate City Chatter if you search us up on YouTube. So thanks a lot, Chatterheads. We'll be back soon. Are Have we going out on a song? <laughs> Leaving on, on a jet, jet plane. plane. <laughs> We're done. It's apropos. Thank that you. just happened. <laughs> that apropos. was that was amazing. <laughs>
Either that or you're a porch pirate. <laughs> it's a great holiday season. Business has been really good. Everything was legally acquired. For the purposes of recording. All right, okay. Ready? We're on video, so suck it in. Suck it in. Okay. Yeah. Last about two. All right, here we go.